I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of PurePleasureShop.com. And I'm April, sex toy maven, VP of Hot Octopus, and I've dedicated my life to the business of sex. We're two people with a passion for educating and inspiring shame-free conversations about sex and relationships. Welcome Welcome to to the the Shameless Sex Revolution. Revolution. Want to learn more? Go to ShamelessSex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSSEX at PurePleasureShop.com. You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit PleasurePodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Shameless Podcast. Shameless Podcast. Shameless Sex Podcast. What is it called? Um, I forgot. What's the name of our podcast? Is it just Shameless? No. Nope. That's a TV show. That is a TV show that I wish was still on. Remember when I told you I went to the car wash and I was wearing one of our Join the Shameless Sex Revolution shirts? Oh, yeah. And Or, or was it Shameless Revolution? No, it says Shameless mm-hmm. Sex, right? Mm-hmm. And there was a guy like, oh, Shameless. I was like, yeah. I thought I was talking about our podcast. Like, yeah, that's my podcast. He's like, podcast? Not the show? You're I was like, like oh no. no. He's like, oh, he was at first. He was like, that's yours. He thought the show was ours Aww, or something. That's adorable. Like, that's really cute. No, when I said what it was, he's like, okay, thank you. That show, <laughs> that show definitely was on for a long time and and triggered so many so many different aspects of feels, right? Yeah. Just, but the acting was incredible. Oh my and goodness. it was in Southside Chicago. I grew up nor- north of there, in Wisconsin, the southeast, and I appreciate it. I miss it because it was. Dark comedy, satirical yeah. comedy. Yeah, a lot of a uh, drug and alcohol addiction. Right, which is one. why it can be triggering. Yeah, and, totally. Um, this is shameless sex, so a lot of hot sex. Though, none too. of none of that. Yeah, a in, lot of hot in, sex. Yes, there yeah. was a lot of hot sex. Yeah, and yes, and so many things. This podcast not sp- sponsored by Shameless. We are Shameless Sex. No. Uh, this episode is with Jordan Higgs, the horny housewife. She is awesome. She is a another another podcaster who's in our podcast network network, the Pleasure Podcast Network, and she is a horny housewife, and she has all kinds of wonderful tips, tricks, and just like perspectives on sexuality, relationships, marriage, not marriage, just you know all the things. Whether you're horny or not horny, or housewife or not a housewife, and she said a lot of her listeners are dudes. They're penis owning they folks, right? They are. Yeah, and that is a great way to describe Jordan because she kind of is has a zero fucks given attitude and she'll sometimes say something like this is advice that has worked for me but it might be toxic advice and she is so sweet she's kind of fun she is yeah shameless yeah I love that and I think that having her on the show it was awesome yeah and we were just on her show yeah. and it will be out around the same time as this episode airs yeah so check out the horny housewife i think i i love everyone in our podcast network yeah she's awesome stay tuned and uh be prepared to maybe learn some things and be entertained because we're fucking fun and she's extra fun okay so uh y'all have heard that we wrote a book it took us how many years trip hmm. two well Two. One and a half years total. Yes. And now we're in the pre-sale campaign. And as Chip said in the last episode, the pre-order campaign is very important. But don't tune out, everyone, please. If you listen Stay to with this, us now. Just, like, it, books are, yes, books are somewhat of something that people don't necessarily want to buy. They're like, I want the Audible, which is what I do. However. Buy both. Buy both or if you can, the hardcover is what really matters because it just helps the lists, which I didn't know this, but when I did more research, I realized that the lists are what help more people find books that matter. So if you care about shameless sex and you think that we're cool, all it does is 
it supports not only shameless sex, but helping the world have more shameless sex. And in my opinion, the more shameless sex people can have, I think the world will be a better place. It'll be full of sunshine, rainbows, orgasms, and joy. And this book, so shameless sex, choose your own pleasure path to unlock the sex life you've been waiting for. Yeah, you doesn't say that anymore, but yes, you offers tools and unique formulas that are not available on our podcast. So it's not like we're just writing about our podcast. This includes so many educators, but it has unique formulas and different ways to navigate your sex and relationships in a way that uh, we can do here, but it's tailored to you and, and all of you. So please, please, please you don't go have to check navigate it out. through 350 plus episodes. We're no. going to only come out with more. Yeah. And honestly, it's not going to get old or tired. Oh, no, because you go again. If you love us, again. just support us. Go to shamelesssex.com. And anyone that orders the hardcover only, yes, we support the Audible version too. I bought, I've already bought so I many copies. I both, yeah. Um, because I'm like, you get a copy, you get a copy. If you order the hardcover at shamelessx.com, we will give you a free, slightly provocative workshop. Ooh. And when we say workshop, you don't have to work. It's entertaining to see. It's something that you can watch. It's less than 30 minutes. Yep. It's and like 30 minutes. Yeah, sex, sexy, entertaining, well informative, yes. educational. You'll love it. You can apply it right now in your dating, in your sex life, in your relationships, etc. And I like the word provocative. Do we I have do you too. Provocative? It's provocative. What are you talking But it's not like porn. So, um, no, no, oh, no. We just not even slightly. Are we ready for a sex question? I would you? never do porn. I only watch it. Oh, Ethical porn. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. That was the last podcast. God, we've been podcasting a lot. I'm like, didn't we just talk about porn? Okay. So here's a sex question. Another one short. It's another short and sweet one. I'm a 21-year-old male and I'm still a virgin. I want to know how to get laid, hopefully with an older woman. Any tips? Call me, maybe. <laughs> it was like, I'm older. Um, you know what? I am older than 21. You're, you are definitely older than 21. Can I tell you about so this story about my time in Chile? I'm not going to, I'm not telling that story, but when I you're hooking up with the young ones, yes. but they were 18 and up. Everyone, they were and up. 19, but freshly. Yes. Fresh 19. And I was like, holy shit. Can I see your ID? You have a mustache. And you're in your early thirties. I was time. in my 33 okay. year old stage. Oh yeah. Jesus here. Totally makes sense. Why I you was do that. newly yeah. divorced by yeah. the way. And anyway, this has nothing to do with the question, but so that's the advice. I'm kidding go, about call me maybe. <laughs> go to Chile, find an older April and hook up with her. Um, I like, I like this. I mean, I don't love the term virgin and I'm not criticizing. You can say, you say you, I'm not gonna tell you what to do. And the virgins like, Oh, it's like so, so like tainted. It used to be like, Oh, it's a good thing. It's pure. And now it's like this stigma if you're 21 to 30 or 21 and up and so instead it's like i haven't had penetrative sex yet but you do you that's just what I'll, I'll refer to i like that you want to get laid with an older woman though because i mean to me i don't know if this is your your jam or why this is but my guess is you want to learn from someone experienced. Maybe you're attracted to older women or you want to have this experience with an experienced human as opposed to another 21-year-old. That's what I'm wondering. I'm yeah. like, whoa. But isn't that hot? Isn't it's, that kind of awesome? Like you want to, awesome. Yeah. You want to go like Mrs. Robinson. And right. 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 Yeah. I wonder if he watched that film. Ooh, have you watched Mrs. Robinson? Is it Mrs. or Ms.? No, it's Mrs. Robinson. So she's it's married? It's The Graduate. It's she's actually married? the name of the film. It's oh. the, the name of the song, Simon and Garfunkel song. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a, that's yes. not the song. So, but they, <laughs> The, Simon and Garfunkel did the soundtrack for The Graduate, the film. It was 1968, I think it came out. However, that being said, uh, if you haven't the seen way it, your brain works is just phenomenal. I could be wrong. It could be 69. Isn't it Dustin Hoffman. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Very okay. nice. All right. Yes, I got one thing. You did. You did great. Yay for me. So one thing that came to mind though for me for this is 
a lot of older women might just, you know, especially like post-divorce. So divorcees. I'm saying I have like five friends that I could like. Yeah. This person divorcee, <laughs> single and like ready to just mingle oh God, post I'm relationships. Hot face just thinking about it. And so no, I'm not saying all older women, but you know, there's some like freshly single or super single, uh, older and older. I'm going to say, let's call it like 30 and up here i don't know i don't know what this person's thinking but they might be like yeah i would like to hook up with a really hot younger dude and so what i would suggest is getting on dating apps where you can change the age bracket of what you're looking for so don't have your bracket like age 18 to you know whatever bring it up to the what you think an older woman is um and i say like go 30 to i don't know whatever you want to do but like i don't know 28 to 40 that sounds great for you and be clear on your profile you don't have to say virgin but i'm looking for i don't think virgin is a very important piece of information no but you could speak clear Wanting to learn yes i'm looking for you know i'm looking for open uh, open to learn yeah open like, to experience yes like together. i, I want to learn from and, and you can even like say things that are su- that would like speak to them like i want to learn from a hot empowered woman or i want to i want to sh- like give or I don't know you could like say or worship or say certain things depends what you're into but if I was that woman was like I would love to hook up some with some young hot ass that is 21 and up and I saw that I'm like wow this person actually is looking for me versus you know and, and that's common right I have friends that have been on dating apps in their 40s and there's like why are all these 21 year olds wanting to have sex with me probably because you know some things and they want to have a good time so go look for those apps not all apps you, you can't change the age thing that you're into on all apps so look at them I'm pretty sure you can with like hinge I think you can with tinder i've been on tinder and forever field i don't think you can do that okay. i think it shows all the ages okay i'm pretty sure and then social media if you can if you have your age posted i think yeah but this probably person, people can see it there's no this person doesn't need to lie about their age though you just say like be, but being honest so oh, you're, you you, mean, oh, you for the set, brackets you set the brackets of who you are interested in in looking for so whatever that older woman is that age and then those are the only people that can see your profile but then on your profile oh. you stay here's what i'm looking for and here's why again like we said you don't have to say virgin but looking for someone who's experienced who can teach me a little something okay so let me ask this question for this listener because i'm a person that doesn't use social media i, I mean i do but you know kind of not for dating follow apps. her on instagram though no you don't have we're to. trying to build that you don't have to <laughs> you can follow you can follow shameless sex and that's not my point Paige here. said she wants us to have people okay. follow you yes yes yeah, yes. yeah. Go look up april lamper so, <laughs> so that being said my point is if they want to meet someone organically not through the social media slash dating apps mm-hmm. I would would agree with what the information you were giving with about not sharing necessarily that you're uh, you haven't had sex for the first time. And I'm not sure what sex is to this person for the first time. Uh, What do you think, Amy, from your expertise, this person, if they met someone that they thought like they were at a bar, restaurant and they wanted to go up and and hit on this like hot older person that in their eyes was perfect what what would be the best way to approach that well so and as you said that was like don't go to the bar that has if it's bars right this is like full of 21 24 year olds Mm. unless 24 is the older woman maybe that's what you think (laughs) i don't know um but i was thinking of like certain gyms where it has like a lot or yoga studios or places where it has a lot of like the like hot soccer mom crew there when we know some of those places and they're they're smoking hot like go to the places where 
isn't just like fresh new like I just can have my first sip of alcohol and go to the places where there are folks of all ages so if you want to approach someone you're like okay the person's really hot I mean that's like a flirting 101 dating so 101 role play I'm I wouldn't go I'm, up to them and say I'm you're like older a hot older lady you are 21 year old dude never had sex first of all what would you do what i would do and this applies to any dating or flirting so say i see you let's let's use a bar we're at a bar i'm 21 and you look like you're i don't know older (laughs) right thank you so i'm not gonna be like you know hey girl you old come on (laughs) but i would first no matter what again flirting and dating for everyone like look at you and see if i can make eye contact with you and if i make eye contact with you even if it's for like two seconds i smile at you give you some sort of like smile. And if you look away right away, that might mean don't talk to me. But if you smile back, that might mean might again, emphasis on might or may be an opening. And if you see that, if you're like, Oh, it seems like they're interested in engaging, even if it was with a a smile, then you can go walk up and approach them, but don't have any expectations because a smile doesn't necessarily mean that they want to talk to you. You're just using that as maybe. And you go up to that person and say, Hey, I noticed you from across the bar or from the gym or whatever. And I just wanted to introduce myself. My name is so-and-so what's your name? I love that. And you're not even, all it is is just making it. That's so simple. It's not, I would totally say, Oh, so cool thank you it's not like oh I checked even though you i know so you so sexy well, yeah. it's just i, I noticed that, you Amy. and i want to say here's my name what's your See, name i would have gone my whole different direction what would you, you have said me. oh my god i want to hear what like, you would hey, say are you eating pizza i like your pizza want to fuck well like i'm on like the treadmill and you're like you eating pizza <laughs> You want to eat pizza with me later? Want to fuck? This yeah. is why I'm not. So yeah, it's April's. Dude, but I, I'm pretty sure April's really good at flirting. Um, she is though. It's true. She would not I actually am. say I that. I would never say that. But I love the hilariousness sometimes of the awkwardness of flirting. I was getting my car washed today before we were podcasting, and Did I got flirt? hit on by Ooh. an old police officer. Oh hey, which was cool. And the what's only old? I knew what's he old was, though? Um, he was I would assume over sixty. Ooh, nice. And then the only reason I knew he was old, for some reason, his other old police officer friend came up that had pulled his car into the thing. And he's like, hey, what are you doing, dude? And I was like, with legend on the side. And he's like, I'm hitting on a pretty girl. And I was like. He said hitting on a pretty he said girl? hitting on a pretty girl. That's and awesome. I was like, oh, that's nice. And then they're like, we belong to the Lions Club and the Moose Club. Oh, my God. And I was like, okay. All oh, right. You lost cool. me. I think my dad's a part of that. Yeah, I, 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 I was like, cool. I don't know why you're telling me all of this, but thank you. Yeah. And. I just listened and I did not want to sleep with either of them. Yeah, but it feels I, so I think as long as someone's not coming on like hard and creepy like, hey, girl, you look good in that tight dress. Just saying like, hey, Are you, you know, the Moose Club, the Moose Knuckle Club. Oh, my God. Yeah. You don't do it. Everyone don't listen to April with any of this stuff. But just go just just because you approach someone and you're getting like, I'm curious about you. What's your name? My name is so and so. It's not creepy, and if they make they make that creepy, then that's their stuff. Those dudes were not creepy, by the way. Oh, I, lo- I think you I seem pretty them. stoked. You got hit on. And what? No, I wasn't stoked. I was like very. Should we go back um, to the car wash right now? No, I'm good. <laughs> uh, I was flattered, but the dog was opening, and I love how you had. I think that was a great take. Keep it simple on what to say when you have this cold call experience when you just see someone one of my best friends i love her so much she lives in north of uh, san francisco met her husband she was on hinge she was on tinder i don't know bumble three other ones and raya she was so over yes i think she was and she met her husband that she's now married to and they have two kids on after a, a long journey at a bar and he gave her his number after he saw her and he wrote down he's like 
I saw you and I knew that I wanted to talk to you. If you feel the same way, call me Yeah, and put it down. That's on so a piece simple of paper, and safe. And that was, and it. if they don't, then they don't. And at least and you she tried did. and she, she texted him and then they met in a public place. Yeah. Safe place. Uh, and what I wouldn't say to this person, then like, you, you don't need to be like, I noticed you cause you're like, you're a nice older lady, you know? And, but like, you can't, I think if you actually go on a date, I think it would be safe to be like, I, you know, I'm, I'm attracted to women that are older than me. So I think it was difference between saying older women and women that are older than me. I don't know how you right. feel about that. But if I'm like, Oh, I'm attracted because you're an older woman. I'd be like, fuck you. I'm attracted to women that are older than me. I'd be like, yeah, you like us nice and seasoned and experienced. I don't, I, I honestly don't think the older piece is important unless you want women that are significantly, I'm talking, I mean, cougars. Well, I, what do we decide? Cougars are no 50 shame. I don't know. Yeah. The, the words I'm trying to look for are not Bob coming cats. to me right now. No, there's no cats involved. <laughs> but it, I don't think that you need to say anything about someone's age. Like, hey, you look old enough that it, I want to. Well, I think what, that, so what if they ask? Like, why are you interested in me? You know, well, you know, then that's a different yeah. thing. Then you could be like, yo, I think that older women are incredibly sexy. I think that. I have been attracted to someone like you for a long time. You could you could kind of play into that in a way. That, Do you like pizza? And then you could go to the pizza. The last thing I'll add to this is having a backup question. So if I went up and did that thing of like, hey, I noticed you from across the room and I just wanted to introduce myself. My name is so-and-so. What's your name? And they say, my name is Sally. Have something else to say. Nice to meet you, Sally. And not like, do you come here often? Do you like bingo? <laughs> no, no, dude. <laughs> What's your bingo game? Oh my god! Yeah, but like, that's a thing. Have some other tools in have your you flirtation ever bingo? It's fucking fun, man. Yes, it is fun. Yes, and but like a backup question, like, but what I'll say about that, and then I'll shut the fuck up because I need to stop talking because I have to read the audio book tomorrow. But what I will say is, is the backup question is something that you're really genuinely curious about knowing about them. That is like this open-ended question. So not like, do you come here often? But more like, you know, if it's at a restaurant. What's your sign? Sure. Yes. What's your favorite dish on this menu? Sure. Yes. What's I, your favorite audio book? That would be confusing to me that you asked me that. The, the second question you ever no, asked No, that me. was a different question. <laughs> okay. You could be like shameless sex. Like, I'm trying to give them one more question. Oh, okay. yeah. One more question. <laughs> I was trying to help you out. Yeah, you're doing a good job. Great job. So <laughs> lastly, if you don't know what that question is, before you go and approach them, maybe assess the situation. Where are you? Where are they? Are they with friends? Are they, you know, have they been running on the treadmill for 40 minutes? And you're like, that's badass. You know, these can give you all little pieces of like some sort of something to comment and then ask about. So it's not like there's once a script, you know, like, do you like pizza? But just pay attention and then show them you're genuinely curious about them and then go from there. And we went on a lot of tangents with this one, but good luck to you, young 21 year old. I have so many different ideas that we will express later in a different way where maybe a blog or something that Ooh. we can put down where there's different actions or words like code words like even boxes people can check they can send like a love note to someone if they Ooh. see them at the gym like do you like pizza like, check. A, like in a cubby yeah put in a little cubby oh no uh, you can have a post-it note <laughs> Just go put it. Do you like shameless sex? They're just working out. Um, you just go put it right on the treadmill. In front we of their did face. go tangentially off topic. What's new? And I love it. And I love you all. Every single person listening right now, thank you. You are so incredible. And I'm going to read you the bio of Jordan Hakes, but I just want to give you some love because we really do love you. We talk about you all the time. Yeah. You and you and you lovingly. We love you. It's true. Okay. 
Jordan Hakes is a Washington-based wife, mom, and host of the top-ranking podcast, The Horny Housewife. Through her quick-witted humor and no-nonsense approach to sex and relationships, Jordan offers listeners an honest and open look into the complexities of sex, marriage, society, and culture. To learn more, visit thehornyhousewifepodcast.com. All right, everyone, it is interview time, and we are here with Jordan Hakes, the horny housewife. Yeah, we already sold you on that because of the horny housewife. Everyone's like, I want to know more about that. Jordan is awesome and is in our podcast network, the Pleasure Podcast Network. And we are a lovely network of, I don't know, probably like 12 to 15 podcasts, but everyone is awesome. Very We started positive. at the beginning, remember? Yeah, we were the little babies. We were the OGs. And yeah. we love seeing all these amazing new creators that are really putting out content that mm-hmm. is awesome. Yeah. It's really cool. Yes. So uh, we are here with the horny housewife herself, Jordan Higgs. Hello. And you already heard hello. hello. Thank you. Welcome. I'm like, do I say hello now? Hello. Yeah, Welcome. You I'm so everyone, excited. Whenever. Yeah. So you already heard a, a little bit about Jordan in the bio, but Jordan, we were going to open it up as we always do. Can you please tell our listeners and us uh, a little bit more about how you got to where you are today in the field of sexuality? Okay. Well, long story short, I guess I'll say I grew up in like a churchy home. So I feel like even though it was churchy, I still had cool parents who were definitely having sex. And I knew that and not in a weird, creepy way, but in like, a, okay, a lot of my friends' parents look like they hate each other or they're not sleeping in the same bed. And I think my parents are definitely fucking like, I, can I say fucking? Yeah, you could say fuck okay. all. Yes. So I think I I knew that and I admired. I'm like, okay, my parents are into each other. And I feel like I was... Uh, interested in sexuality starting at a young age. I think I was curious because I was totally handed like a book that was like, this is how the chickens do it. This is how dogs do it. And this is how people do it. And it was just like, not a conversation I really had. So porn obviously is a lot of people's teachers, a terrible teacher in my opinion. And some aspects in regards. And I think that was just a part of my personality. People ask, why is your drive so high? I think it's a personality disorder. It's not like it just comes naturally. Your sex drive? Your sex drive? My sex drive. Oh, for sure. Is you think no, personality disorder? Really? Sounds like I mean, a fun one to have. <laughs> not, disorder, what an ugly word. But like, I, I feel like it is, I don't know, hypersexual maybe. Mm-hmm. And when 2019 trauma my mother died unexpectedly horribly really bad fucked me up really bad and i think i had a little bit of an identity crisis and was like i thought i wanted to be a stay-at-home mom married taken care of i thought i wanted to be just like what my mom was because that looks so cool like she can do whatever she wants when she wants and she doesn't have to go to work and i just thought that i would do the same thing and then I kind of had an identity crisis of like, I don't want to be Jordan, the wife and Jordan, the mother, like I need me too. And my mom always told me like, it's not enough. You you'll want more. I always want more. Like you'll want more. And I really wanted more. And it was like, do I get my real estate license? (laughs) (laughs) So I started a podcast and I wanted to talk about sex because I really like it. 
And you're horny as fuck. Yeah. Well, now <laughs> well, we horny know. Outside. <laughs> I, well, I do dig the perspective because you're about this judgment-free, shame-free sort of zone. And you're also coming from a perspective of you're a mother, you're a wife. And we respect that because Amy and I, we're dog moms. And um, <laughs> I've been a wifey once and I got a divorcee. And <laughs> you know that, that's, that's cool. And I think that the perspective that you're sharing is important. And you have a lot of credentials under your belt. And I think that there's so much room for folks out there to listen to what you're speaking to. And I, and I'm so sorry about your mom. That is such a heavy thing. And she's probably right there pushing you along to help yeah. you be this uh, incredible like, creator. Keep talking about are. those orgasms, girl. You yeah. keep talking about it. <laughs> so well, I, yeah, I feel like I was in a lot of relationships leading up to my husband where it was very, you know, a lot of girls experience the same thing as me being cheated on or love bomb or have a very narcissistic male in your life or living out your daddy issues. And then when I went on my healing journey, it was like, then you have different experiences. And I had even normal or what felt like normal relationships instead of the ups and downs, it was maybe more in the stagnant, boring, predictable, but a nice guy, a loyal guy. So I feel like I had all these perspectives and then I got married. And after a while, especially that seven year mark, you're like, okay, the dopamine and the serotonin isn't flowing like it used to. And the reality is, is if you don't like feed what's going on at home, like it's only natural in my opinion to get hungry and everything else kind of look appetizing, especially if that's what you let yourself do. So I think it's just important to be intentional. And I knew there was a lot of other married people who felt like me and want to have good hot sex and whether they're monogamous or not monogamous, but they wanted a space to talk about it. So that was really the driving force. Love that. And, and it's weird. Um, I have a question, but an observation about the seven year thing that you said, mine always rolls in sixes, but threes first. So after the three year mark, I kind of scratch my head and I'm like, is this what, is this the relationship I want to be in and sexually and physically and emotionally? And then I push through usually because I'm a, such a serial monogamist and sometimes sadly, sometimes greatly. Uh, and then the six year mark, I scratch my head and sort of get that itch. But I do that with jobs too. <laughs> I do. Are you Not like a little bit insatiable? Not like, it doesn't feel like a job. Uh, maybe a I bit mean, insatiable. I'm, uh, I am. A, I didn't mean that in a bad way. No, that yeah. I don't take it. I didn't take it yeah. in a bad way. Uh, <laughs> I would say to you that the monotony of things does get to me in general. And when I have a routine, because I had so many things that shifted in my life at a young age and to my teens, I, I was always moving, always changing schools. And uh, I think that's probably what it stems from. I don't totally. know. But I have tons of daddy issues too. But this is not about me. You're not <laughs> my I, therapist. Although. But I think that's true. I I had to move schools all the time, like middle of the year. My dad worked in oil and moved all the time. We never lived in a house longer than four years. And I just like, I knew I was like, dude, I have to be intentional about this or like I'm going to spin out of control. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> word. Well, uh, anyway, that, that I love hearing that perspective. And Amy, I've talked about the three-year thing and she she agrees as oh, well. Yeah. We, have the, we have the, not just years, we have three dates. Three dates? Yeah. Three, three dates, three weeks, three months. Months, three years, and okay. that's just us over here. That's but like the rule I like of threes it. in our world. Yeah. Yeah. Sixes yeah. too. So that, yeah, yeah. I don't know if anyone else. <laughs> the devil way. comes out. Da, 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 da. <laughs> uh, so okay. So actually, my question is in here. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like the dear Abby, right? The, remember the mm -hmm. dear Abby letters? Mm -hmm. Yes, so, I do. 
Dear Horny Housewife Jordan, <laughs> please tell us why do couples get into a sex rut? Okay. Oh, lots, lots of reasons. I think, I mean, there's so many factors, uh, but I think that people stop trying, they stop doing, they stop dating each other. And I think especially, especially a lot of the people that listen to my podcast relate to when they have children, everything fucking changes. And you, uh, there's a lot of generalizing. I don't want to just put every male in a category and every woman in a category, but I hear a lot of the same thing of the mom gets a woman gets very committed to her new children or her children and she's pouring into that. And then she kind of loses the whole relationship part and he feels neglected and rejected and not seen. And there are also like myself, very high libido women. And it's our husbands who are like, you know, pouring into work constantly, constantly and feel like they aren't enough or aren't satisfying me. And I guess, frequency. I mean, a rut, what means a rut for one person to the next person, maybe that's not a rut. So when people are like, how much sex should I be having? I feel like that's relative and kind of matters to your situation. Like, I don't know what jobs and careers you have in your lifestyle and blah, 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 blah. But a real rut, I would assume is like a dead bedroom where it's not happening. There's no intimacy. You don't know how to talk about it. And that's the most important thing. If you're not talking about sex, it's probably not going the way you want it to go. And then when people aren't communicating, it like perpetuates the rut. Because if you're stagnant, you're going backwards, in my opinion. You've got to be making like little baby steps or else the rut is just like a deep, black, disgusting hole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you're stuck in it. You're like, oh, no, how do we get here? It's like five years later. And it was the definition of the sexless marriage is um, or relationship. Have sex less than uh, 11 times 11. A yes. I think less what than does one, that mean? once per month. Less than once a month. It's some yeah. old ass fucking stereotypical yeah. Yeah, no, research yeah. from some magazine. It's different one though, because yes. some mm-hmm. people like, so if you're with a partner where you, both of you, for both of you, like having sex once a week isn't important or even once a month, then you're going to be all good. Like if you're both on the same That's page. That's my husband. Once a week, he's fine. I'm like, he's I need it more than once a week. Yeah. So that, so then, <laughs> and that's how most people are in relationships with like what, you know, you know, not just dealing with your libido and your mind. Now you have another person you're, you'll have misses and sometimes they get prolonged. Hence the, the term a rut. So uh, to anyone listening, like it's, it's completely normal to so have normal. these happen in your life. And then, and then let's add like aging and all these things uh, aside from oh, children, well, you know, children, yeah. hormones changing. Oh, yeah. Men with testosterone, women's, their hormones change. And it's almost inevitable. Like even couples that don't have kids, like like it's just almost, it's seasons. You're going to go through seasons with one another. And it's just, I remember when I was 19 and hearing people talk about scheduling sex, I'm like, that's fucking disgusting. Like, like loser. (laughs) That needs to happen organically forever. And it will for me. And I, (laughs) God humbled me like really hardcore and there is nothing wrong. And it's actually sexy to schedule sex. I think now because kind of like builds up and you're like a little erotic play date time can be whatever you want, whether you fuck or you don't. Mm. Dude, wait, I just sent my my partner a message on a text yesterday. He's in the living room, eyes in the other room, finishing work. And I sent him like the okay with a finger through it. And I was like, like butthole, butt yeah. sex. No, just I wanted to I wanted to no, bang just... out. I was like, 
And then he like didn't know how to respond. He was like, question mark. I was like, you know what I'm I sent saying? him a picture yeah. of a chicken and then a, a picture of a pussy. And I was like, this is supposed to be a cock. They don't have a cock in, in the emojis. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, winky, winky. And then that helped. So and then, then we, that, different way of scheduling. So that's, yeah. yeah. That's there less scheduled, go. more like, are you in right now or not? I like yeah. it. Or next, even a next... calendar invite. You could yeah. even send Ooh, a... That's a good one. Would you like mm. to attend the event or not? Because <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm <laughs> doing it eat, whether yeah. you're there or not. Yeah. I'm going to be baiting up in the room. It's going to be great, but you I should come it. too. Okay. So, um, so I think we're kind of already uh, talking about this, but what should couples who are in a rut or sex rut do? What are some of the tools or ways to navigate that? I think you have to talk about it. That's the first, like the way to get out of it. And I talk a lot about, so people are like, okay, so we have to talk about it. So now what, like, how do we navigate that? And I think timing and delivery is extremely important. You have to be like thoughtful and self-aware and have some sort of emotional intelligence. And if you don't, I'm sure there's many resources to, to work on your emotional intelligence, but I think that, um, Timing and delivery, being open-minded. And then as far as what is the other person like, I don't think you even need to worry about that. If you're in a true rut, you just got to start like talking about what's going on. Like, here's how I feel. We're not having enough sex. Or I feel making it about yourself instead of saying like, you aren't doing this for me. You aren't doing that for me. And I'm disgusted by you, which sometimes when you're angry, you want to say those mean hurtful things. But I think making it about yourself and how you're feeling is a lot better. And I know that can be so hard for some people. So sometimes they feel so much shame around this topic for some reason. And I think that's when you have to kind of ask yourself questions. Like, am I going to just stay in this? What is the alternative option to not talk about it or to not do anything? Because that's insanity because you're just choosing your current reality. And if it's you're afraid, then you're just choosing fear. And that's mean, but you're you're being a little bit of a pussy. Mm -hmm. yeah. Word. Yeah. Or not enough of a pussy. Or not a great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take a pounding. Thank you. Like if you want the sex, you're going to have to do something about it. Mm -hmm. Time for a quick break so we can tell you about our carefully chosen sponsors. Please stay tuned and buy their products because we only tell you about what we love and what we truly believe in. And it helps keep this podcast free to you. All right. I have like kind of an off topic question because as the horny housewife, so when I think of a housewife, I think of someone that is at home doing a lot of the work that doesn't get the rewards that sometimes you get the accolades like, great job. You're such a badass mom. You're such a mm -hmm. badass partner. Maybe you're not a mom. Maybe you're a, a parent. Is there ever a time where you just get pissed at your partner and you like yeah. don't want to fuck them because yeah. you're like, dude, I've been home all day handling all the business because this happens to some of my friends that were out of the workforce and they're like fuck that i don't want to have sex i'd rather go to my vibrator so what would you suggest if you do have any suggestions mm -hmm. if that is part of the rut because sometimes your partner may come home and not have the energy to yes. even to drop in with you sexually so what do you think about um ways to navigate that yeah, no, totally. And like I said earlier about the personality disorder part, that's why I think I'm weird because I do think for me, it feels almost like 
air, food, water, like, like a necessity for me. Whereas there are a lot, I get letters all the time of women that are like, for me, it's just not there. I'm doing, I'm tired after work or I have all this mental stress load, a million reasons. And that's why I think it's important to acknowledge seasons and that it's not forever. And that if you do have the conversation of, well, how can we be intentional and what's reasonable? Like maybe it can't be, you can't have date night once a week with your job, but maybe you can do it once a month. Like, I feel like there's some baby steps of ways where you got to give, you got to compromise a little bit. If someone is coming to you, your partner, the person you love is saying, I really feel like this need isn't being met. And if you resent them, if it's something like, well, I don't feel connected to you, or I don't feel like emotionally fed or appreciated or those things, then that's another conversation that needs to be handled because then you're not going to come with them. Even if you're like, okay, well, I'll put out. It's like, that's no fun. Or maybe you don't like the sex that you're having. And so maybe that's the problem. So I think identifying kind of what's going on, why do I feel like this? And then getting to the root of it. Yeah. And so that brings us to this next question about, because I think we talked about like, have the conversation. You gave some little tips on how to do that. But what if I'm fucking terrified about even talking about the sex threat? Like even going, that initial thing of going to my partner and being like, Hey, so I'm having some feelings about something that I feel like we're in a sexual rut and I'm I'm feeling like I'm desiring more or, mm. you know, what, what if just having that initial conversation with my long term partner is terrifying? Like what what can I do to human up and then dive in there? Oh, I think listening to podcasts like these, I think educating yourself is huge. I think masturbating starting. I mean, I know that's weird, but sometimes I think masturbation is the answer to like everything so i think maybe getting back in that headspace and kind of maybe you don't know what you like but if you're really afraid i feel like you have to ask yourself questions what am i afraid of happening kind of playing the tape through and then knowing the result that you want and you have to like I said, man up or, or woman up to go I, the steps I need to take to get there. And that might include a conversation. And maybe you could be a little mildly toxic. And this is terrible advice, probably. And if you want to be a little game player for a second instead of just going into it, but that's toxic advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you can put it on the post it notes. Put on a post note. I want to talk to you about. Or just send the calendar invite. Like (laughs) hard conversation about sex tonight. Do you accept? (laughs) Really? Or taking someone over? Right. I'm working late at the office (laughs) now. I don't know what happened. I'm really busy. I'll be home in a week. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Send an email. Write a letter. And maybe some people do well with writing. Yeah. I don't even think that's a bad idea. So there's like ways to go about it. But conquering your fear. Like there was one story of this man, this was about fantasy and kink. So it wasn't a conversation about a rut. It was some, a man, a husband sharing with his wife, a fantasy he had for them to do. It had nothing to do with outsiders with them. And he was so nervous and he told his wife and she was horrified. She was, did not, she was, she was kind of like, Oh my, like she didn't expect it, but she didn't, she didn't make him feel completely like shit. She, I mean, she, 
looked like she was horrified. I think he noticed that she said, he said, but 24 hours later, she processed it. She sat on it. She read about it. And she was like, wow, I made that a lot bigger in my head. Turns out like over the course of the next three months, like she's super into it. She was open-minded and that is the ideal situation. Cause it doesn't always go like that. And if someone doesn't want to do something, you have to respect them and get over it. But sometimes you just need a little education and a little processing and then go, Oh, wow. Like maybe I will try this. And then Holy shit. You really liked it. Like butt sex. Some people think they're going to hate it and then they love it. Well, I'm going to ask you a question about fantasies. And mm-hmm. I think that because fantasies are really important, I just want to say something. I'm going to speak to something before, because you mentioned timing and mm-hmm. Amy and I have talked about this and timing is really important when it comes to conversations around topics, especially outside of the bedroom, first of all, as well, like are important. But when you're talking about sex and if you're in a rut or like, it's like, you're not having a good Mm -hmm. time in the bedroom and things are stressful timing is everything. If your partner comes home exhausted and you're like, yo, mm. hey, can we have this talk? Like, hey, yeah. hey, yeah. that that yeah. is not great. There would be great. great spirits for that yeah. conversation yeah. really well. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> but sometimes yeah. you want to get it off your chest. And you're like, I really... So the writing thing that you, you spoke to, I've done that before because it's easier to get and, and I'll, I'll do it on my own re- recourse when I'm just like by myself wanting to get all my emotions out. And then I'll choose to read over it a few times and then send it. If I feel like it's not attacking, because if it's you, 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 you pointing the finger about you're never horny. You're never this. Yeah. That's yeah. That like put down the, put down the, uh. the pointers and then start saying what you want and how you feel about the sex that you're having. Well, the other thing about writing it out is even if you don't send it, you're practicing your thoughts. Absolutely. You're getting more clear on them. So you don't have to write something and send it or give, or give it to them. You can, like, I've done that many times. Me like, too. wrote too. something. I was like, I'm going to send it. I was like, hey, hold on, I'm not sending Hell it. No. I'm to get more clear. <laughs> Holy though, shit. Now. Have you ever gone yeah. back and reread too? I've reread later. It a year yeah. later, I'm like, damn. You're like, oh my God, I almost ruined my shit. life on Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, yeah, that's respect on the the writing thing. I did a PowerPoint presentation <gasps> once for my partner. Sit the fuck down. Turn the lights off. I was like, I have something I want to show you. I took some time. I was like, if you want a happy partner, this is what you have to do. It was like 12 slides. I still have a pointer too. No, I don't, but I should have. That's hilarious. Okay, so now going back to fantasies, because you had mentioned this person that had talked to you about fantasies, Mm -hmm. and I I love that scenario. That's an ideal situation. And Mm -hmm. there's so many variations of fantasies. So let's talk about how fantasies fit in to this perplexing sexual situation, a conversation as well. And then how can people implement their sexual fantasies into the bedroom And I love what you said there, but if you have any other things to share, that would be incredible. Well, I feel like to me, I feel like the rut conversation, in my opinion, is like that's a a situation where things are are not happening, right? They're not going how you want. And then you talk about them. Fantasy, I feel like you need to feel a little more comfortable with yourself and partner. And I think that if you're hearing from your partner, they're sharing a fantasy I suggest a poker face because, you know, you don't want to yuck anyone's yum, even if in your head you're like, yuck, 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 yuck. So I feel like 
just letting them get it off. Cause maybe that took a lot of guts for them to share with you that. And for married couples, which a lot of my listeners are married couples, they're bored. So they're like, maybe I was thinking of rut as like a, we're not fucking and don't like each other. Maybe cause that's how I'm thinking it in my head. And maybe other people are thinking of it as just bored. So when you're bored and you're looking to spice it up, which a lot of married people are, and I don't know. I think that coming together, there's many ways watching porn together or talking about fantasies you have, whether it's something you watched in porn or something that you, your head wanders off to or taking a course online or going on Google or listening to podcasts like this. And you're like, oh, I'm getting aroused. And that turns me on. Sharing that with your partner allows for that conversation to flow and see what they're into or what they're not into. But I think if you're married and I say, give it a go, like try all the things. Why not? If you don't like it, you don't have to do it. And I'm the kind of person some people wouldn't, but I love to see my partner get off. I think a lot of people would relate to that, giving your partner pleasure. So there are some things that I don't like fantasize about doing, but because I know he's like super into that fantasy or kink or whatever, I'm into it because I know it's bringing him pleasure, even if it's not my fave thing. Do y'all do that? No. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I love yeah. watching my partner touch themselves and like, and I could like just hang out there and I might not have an orgasm while watching, but I feel pleasure from that. I feel pleasure giving them pleasure. I just feel pleasure knowing that they are experiencing and having pleasure, but like the, the self-stimulation thing though, I think is super hot, but that's just me. Not everyone's yeah. into it. And I think a lot of people are out of practice with it too. Like a lot of people aren't doing mutual masturbation mm-hmm. in front of each other. Or if I touch myself, it's only when your cock's inside of me or something like that. And not just like, you're going to sit there if you're down with it and I'm just I just want to watch and maybe I'll play with myself while I watch or vice versa or at the same time because I'm sure I was uncomfortable in the beginning and, and not having a hard time feeling into like I how many people had I watched bait other than like porn and yeah. now it's like right in front of me so I think it just took practice Even and then porn, you don't really see hot. a lot of just masturbation it's usually no, it's like getting ready to go it's like a third yes. is like watching or something but where do you I'm asking you a question now but where yeah. do your fantasies derive from like where do you isn't isn't that a, like a weird no, that's question a deep question uh, yeah. 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 yeah how long do we have for this one so no we don't want to do our childhood trauma but I'm time. just <laughs> I I think that it's different for I mean so well for, I think it's different for everyone and I know my personal story of what feels true to me but that's just me but I think a lot of it comes from childhood and mm-hmm. uh, and various things that we saw or an experience or did not experience they could be positive they could be negative. Uh, I mean, one of my fantasies is still, I don't ever want to do this in in real life. I don't actually want to act out a rape fantasy, but I have the acts of sexual violence. Yes, exactly. But but like came out of a rape scene specifically in Melrose place when I was 10 and watched this scene and something about it really turned me on, but I've never wanted to reenact that. My way of reenacting that is dominance and submission. And in my spank bank, it's always with someone I want to be fucking anyway. So like, yeah, it's, but like we told them where to, come from uh probably daddy issues my dad yeah. he, he was there and no there was not sexual violence there but he was there but like not emotionally there and so there's something about this like strong dominant figure like being emotionally caring i'm doing air quotes because this is also sexual violence is yeah. a fantasy but when i reenact it in dominance submission I'm doing the people where there's consent. They're abiding by my, my boundaries. I feel very safe and cared for. I can press pause or stop at any moment. And it's all about pleasure. So that's just my 
history with yeah. fantasies. I mean, April has the step parent one over there. But she's evolved. You're like, but look at hers. The weird thing was when when I say fantasy, it's usually what I watch um, when I'm self pleasuring, and it's usually the porn that I watch when I don't have my partner there. Uh, However, I will say if I have mind fantasies going on that I'm not verbalizing to my partner, a lot of times it has to do with like this kind of like I'm being dominated. It's like it's like me taking the power back, I think, Mm. because I had so many shitty stepfathers, literally many, many, (laughs) well, two. So that's fine. And shitty step parents because on my father's side too. So that being said, I feel like the step fantasy now is me taking the power back. But that was something that was newer. I used to watch MILF porn when I was in my teens when like the the whole yeah, internet I'm into that porn right now. thing yeah. yeah so i love i love that and then Where'd i come from i even yeah. watched gilf porn at some issues. point gilf porn? Nice. Gilf porn and i was like okay and i don't didn't know where i do, i still don't know it wasn't a fantasy of anything that i would have ever shared and this is shameless sex i don't think i've ever even shared it gilf for gilf gilf like grandpa Wait, yours Grand- are gilf? grandmother grandmother yes. sorry okay, i now. don't know if it's called okay, that no, still no Oh, yeah. No, okay. The Dill thing, I never was into dads. I'd like to fuck. Now, I guess the step parent thing. And I have <laughs> never, I've, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just telling you about the porn <laughs> that the fantasy thing that I watched that I yeah. don't ever bring into the bedroom. But in, in the bedroom, like I've also had this taxi cab driver thing mm, that I was yeah, into yeah. for a while. The massage. What about you? I, what, about you? what about your fantasies? The, I like the, the neuro massage. But when Ooh, I was oh, asking, okay. I'm like, is it porn awesome. that inspire? Like you see it in porn and it kind of like triggers that that fantasy. Sometimes if I have a fantasy that I want to share, so instead of saying it, I'll just like be like, want to watch porn together? Like if we're having erotic time, play time together, if it's scheduled sex and we're in our room and our children are asleep and I'll like put that on to like kind of gauge what he's doing. Now, I don't know if that's the healthy way to do it. <laughs> But that's, I don't think that's, porn, I, I don't think it's unhealthy. Yeah. Exactly. It gets the juices flowing. Mm-hmm. It does. Yes. And I can see it's if like he's into it or not. So sometimes people are afraid to share what it is. I'm like, you could just put it on and see. I will happens. say, I don't like Do watching have... porn with my partner. I never have. Okay. It's like my secret little weird fucking thing. thing that, it's like my, se- yes. And I, for some reason, I, w- I would. And my partner has said that. He's like, why do you, why won't you watch porn with me? And I'm like, what if you're in control totally of it? I think so, because I feel like there could be judgment or there could be like, that's what you're in. So, or maybe you don't get to be as free in your expression of how you're you're, um, responding to it. Yeah. I've never analyzed it, but I I have thought about it. I've thought about it. I don't really, I don't really watch porn with partners. I mean, I don't watch porn a lot that that much these days, but But you all get to fuck a lot of new people. What's that? Not me. Okay. I was like, I'm I'm a little more. I'm a little more in the non-monogamy. Well, I'm more in the non-monogamy realm as April. Less fucking, more pussy worshipping, okay? But okay. <laughs> Time for a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors who just so happens to be our absolute favorite lube, Uber Lube. Uber Lube is a luxurious silicone lubricant and it enhances intimacy. It's there when you want it and it blends in when you're done with it. So you have control over that lube. It's long lasting and leaves the skin extra velvety. And honestly, y'all, I want it all over my body. Thousands of doctors in the U.S. are recommending Uber Lube to their patients. It's body-friendly, less likely to change the pH, and it has vitamin E so it feels extra moisturizing. 
There's a reason why we've been a fan of Uber Lube for years. There's no flavor or scent. It's even great for oral sex, everyone. But it's not just great for sex. You can use it for massage, your hair. You can prevent chafing. It even brings out the colors of your beautiful tattoos. And the bottle is absolutely gorgeous. It looks more like a cosmetic, so you can leave it anywhere shamelessly for easy access. Just go to uberlube.com and use the discount code SHAMELESS10 to get 10% off and free shipping. Again, that's U-B-E-R-L-U-B-E.com right now with code SHAMELESS10 for 10% off and free shipping. This podcast is also brought to you by OMGS.com. Join over 1 million people who are experiencing more pleasure with OMGS. They take scientific research of thousands of vulva owners showing techniques to pleasure that pussy. They turn this research into tasteful, educational short videos, animated modules, and infographics. OMGS is for anyone who wants to learn about vulva pleasure or take it to the next level. Want to take your orgasms from good to out of this world? Then check out OMGS. Or if you're a vulva lover and want to up your pussy pleasuring skills, then you need to check out OMGS. I've personally been recommending OMGS to my clients for years, and it's completely changed their lives. They have three seasons, external pleasure, internal pleasure, and sex toys. It's not a subscription service, and you don't need to download a thing. OMGS also makes a fabulous gift, and your purchase supports more pleasure research. So just go to omgs.com shameless to get 10% off right now. Again, that's omgs.com shameless to receive 10% off unlimited access towards enhancing your pleasure power. The link is in the episode's description. But like the porn thing, though, I totally get what you're saying, though, as being like, not like you're, I don't know, the voyeur exhibitionist thing, maybe like you're too on the, the spot. There's like so many aspects in it. And it's okay to have your, I don't know, this is a question for you, Jordan. Like, don't you think it's okay to have not like your dirty little secrets where you're like, you know, exiting, like exiling someone from your inner life. landscape? Yeah. yeah, but yeah, not a whole life. Like here's some five children yeah. on the side. Yeah. But like, hey, here's my private time where I like to do me sexy things with myself. And like, you don't have to show everyone that. 100%. And I almost think it's important for women to have that time, that solo time, like to be having hot sex by themselves and to find out what turns them on. And like you said, that you like watching porn alone, I can see how be you're more free because you're not worried about someone judging you. No one else is in the mix and you're free to explore. And I mutual masturbation, I think is wonderful, especially in teaching men, like the way you like to be touched because all of our clits are different. All of our vulva looks different. So I think letting your man watch you touch your vagina in the magical way you do is very educational for him. And you've got to figure all that out on your own by yourself beforehand. So I think it's great to have your own little time that no one needs to know what you're doing and how you're doing it and whatever. I think that keeps you in touch with your body and your pleasure. Yeah, I like that. And I, I think it is my, it's not a dirty little secret because there's nothing <laughs> dirty about me watching porn. Everyone likes being dirty too. It, it is just like an avenue for me to get off faster when I'm using my yeah. vibrator when I'm by myself. I will say that. And I do know that. And when I'm with my partner, I like to drop into all the things that are us instead of just me dropping into myself. And I think I am so motherfucking ADHD. It's unreal. And I would probably get super involved with the porn if we watched it. And I thought I'd have to play this out that I probably wouldn't be as into what's mm. happening because I'd be like, what's 
happening? Wait, what? What's going okay. on over there? That taxi cab driver just <laughs> like <laughs> so. To, to my to Let my me. defense, in a way, I'm not opposed to it though. And if it was a big deal for him, which it hasn't, we've been together like six plus years. If it was a big deal for him to really, I'll tell him the point. I was like, I watch porn today and I masturbated. He's like, oh, nice. What'd you watch? I was like, so I watch this. So I'll tell him. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, nice. And then that kind of no. just also gets your, I get, I get warmed up though. I get my bits warmed up, yeah. but like usually for some things. I have an idea or just, or just a Ooh, thought. Yeah. What if when you're watching the porn on your own, like on your phone and you do the screen recordings and you send it to him so you don't have to watch it together, but he's seeing kind of what you're seeing, oh, a little clips of it. Nice. Like here's the scene that turned me on right yeah. now. I like it. And then you can both masturbate separately to it and like yeah. tell each other or record yourself getting off to it and send it to each other if you're, you know, daring and want to send it to Well, I'm going to run for president someday, so I don't want that content out there. Okay. <laughs> don't, don't show your face, just your bod. Okay, good good point. Okay, if you so, have any tattoos. I don't. So I don't have any tattoos. No, you can't tell who she is. Yeah, that's, that's nice. That's, that sounds free. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, okay. There's a question here. Everyone's like, okay, we're, we're tangentially speaking. So there's a thing that's called dating your spouse. Can you talk about what this is all about and how this can enhance your sex life? Yes. I think dating your spouse is vital. And that is the whole reason my podcast exists because I hear women's cry and men's cry. I think mutually couples cry out and go, I desperately wish there was some of that passion still flowing, that it's still, we still, can we get the tinglys back? Is it even possible? And a lot of people, not everybody, but a lot of people, I think if they reflected back to how they treated the other person in the dating time versus now, there would be lots of things that are gone, especially post-children. And I think dating your spouse means knowing the other person's love language, knowing what emotionally fulfills them, not being like a selfish asshole all the time and giving a fuck. Maybe this sounds vain, but giving a fuck about how you look and not just getting stuck in the serving. I know when you get caught up in motherhood and there's seasons when you're in the thick of it and I have grace and empathy and I understand and know, and it is just a season. But when I was in the thick of motherhood, pushing myself to like put a real outfit on, not every day, but to like put on clothes and make myself look better. I felt better. And I feel like people care about people who care about themselves. And it kind of shows your significant other, you're showing up for them and give a fuck. Like I, I've heard lots of spouses be like, well, my husband doesn't even look like my husband anymore. Doesn't act like my husband anymore. Or my wife, like literally doesn't even see me, you know, mm -hmm. and I haven't seen her nipples in six months. So I feel like if you're choosing to be with that person and there are some wonderful couples that they are so intentional and so about each other and they get to a point in their relationship and their kids are whatever. And they're like, you know what, what's next for us? And they're this gorgeous couple that opens their relationship and they're so healthy and it's such a beautiful thing to watch. And then there are couples who hate each other's guts and they're like, well, fuck this. Like we got to fuck other people. And then they open their relationship and it ends very, very, very badly. So what works for some couples doesn't always work for others, but I think dating your spouse can be 
for any sort of lifestyle and anyone to keep the the glue there. And if you're dating each other, you're definitely having better sex and you're talking about sex more and you're like scheduling time to have intimacy. And I don't think that intimacy always feels good. Like sometimes it's uncomfortable and it's like hard conversations and you leave and you're like, yeah, we got closer, I guess, but like, fuck that, that sucked. So I think we just need to accept that intimacy doesn't always feel warm and fuzzy. Wait, have you ever seen folks that are married for a long time? Because you're so right about this. And then At they get divorced. No, then they get divorced and then they get cut and they're like eating healthy. And yeah. they, like they're yeah. like, and I'm like, whoa, what? Divorce. Hey. They divorce. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. And I'm always scratching my head as to what, what if you cared about your relationship. And sometimes they'll still be in love with their their ex-partner. Like, why didn't you go on? Yeah. yeah. I was like, why didn't you give a fuck while you were yeah. in the partnership? What happened? But have you ever seen that? I mean, oh, yeah. Jordan has, you have, I mean, I've seen it. We've had mutual friends. That I'm like, what in the But go fuck? both ways okay. though, where like you were you're in the relationship, you weren't caring as much. And then in the breakup, you are caring more about whatever it is, your self-care practices, whatever that looks like for you. But I've seen also people in relationships caring more about self-care practices. And then when they break up, they don't give a fuck. And oh, so yeah. like, really? totally. Yes, like, it's like, oh, I don't have this person to impress anymore. And then they get in that rut. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like, but ultimately, I, I think what it comes down to is we want to constantly have curiosity about our partners mm-hmm. and our friends and our family, our children, our whatever, our work, our dogs. But this is know. about sex. Yeah, about sex. But like, so <laughs> we let that go out. Like, okay, we've been together for 10 years. I know everything about you. I'm not really that interested in like how your day was. And then we're going to say like, oh, you did this and this. But like, no, how are you really? I want to mm-hmm. know because you're different today than you were yesterday and you will be tomorrow. And I want to constantly stay curious about that and tell yeah. myself like, there's more of you to get to know all the time. And if I ever try to believe otherwise, we're kind of fucked or like, yeah. Yes. get in that rut and it's yes. yeah i love the curiosity predictable is yeah. boring it is it's like it gets boring and that's why some couples they're like we fuck every other day and it's still so boring because they know exactly what's going to happen they're going to eat dinner and then they're going to watch some tv and then they're going to go upstairs and then she's going to get in bed and he's going to come up from behind try to enter her and then it's like the same thing so hot been, that was the same every time, time. so yeah <laughs> i lived in that that's it i think yeah. i've been there before yeah oh yeah, yeah. And that yeah. gets boring. And I and I cheated on that was I was young in this relationship, but I cheated on that guy. And we were having sex all the time. And I'm not justifying my bad behavior by any means, but I'm just saying I think that you kind of gotta keep each other on your toes. And I this is toxic advice, but I always say the 80-20 split. Like if you're 80%, like I'm ADHD, chatty, needy, clingy, like I am psychotic sometimes. So sometimes 20%, I really try to like hone in on the Zen feminine Jordan, because I just want to have some of my soft feminine radiate as well. And I think that's appreciated. Did that make sense? Kind of a little bit this to not so toxic be... to me. Cause it doesn't sound to be, toxic. Be fake. Okay. You're trying to ho- tap into something that is a part of you right. and let that radiate through you. You're not trying to like, Oh, let me put on performance. Also a yeah. big part yeah. of desire is the obstacle. We've talked about this. This is from Master Perel when she was like attraction an Plus obstacle, obstacle. Uh-huh. equals desire. Yeah. So that's okay. like a huge yeah. part of what like is the factor for especially spicing up long-term relationships. And that is uh, someone that is an incredibly world-renowned 
psycho, not psychotherapist, not psycho. Um, she's a relationship. She's a PhD in like relationships. Basically. I don't even know her full credentials. She's got she's a made. bunch, but yeah. Esther Perel, everyone. I was like, Esther I know who you're Perel. talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, if you don't, it's like, yeah, find our, work, our, lead, incredible. our lead lady crush. We're like, oh, Esther Perel. Yes. I'm pretty straight, but I'd probably go. <laughs> but that's right an now. obstacle that you're talking about, Jordan. That's why I wanted to bring it up because Amy and I have talked about it a lot too, because it makes so much sense when it's written out like that with the, with the, the desire gonna... equation where it's like obstacle plus attraction. So if you don't have one of those two pieces, you're not going to have the desire, right? It's not going to equal to yeah, the, my I, algebraic I, equations are quite on point when it comes to desire. Yeah. Well, and it's really makes sense. It's really, really interesting too, because you want this balance of like safety, right? Like safety helps us to relax and open up. My pussy sure does. But when I feel, when I feel super safe and I like, there's not some sort of obstacle, but I don't need it. I don't need to be difficult. I'm not talking about like a fucking roller coaster. I'm saying like, I need to get out of my head of like, I got you forever and we're good. So I can just wear sweatpants all the time, 24 seven. And like, that's it. Or not mm -hmm. have to ask you to, or say like, Hey, let's do a date night. Let's go. And the other thing I want to say about date nights too, cause I have a question, not about dating, but dating, but, uh, on the date in part, what do you think about this, Jordan? Do date dates need to be like a two to four hour experience? Or can't we mm -hmm. date for like 20 minutes if that's all we have? Like, oh what, yeah. I don't know. Can't they be well, small windows? If you're a mom, like if you're a parent or like you're doing things and you have careers and you're like, in that season of building, especially that's hard to have date nights where you go out. So sometimes it even means at home, or I keep saying erotic play date, meaning just like booking time that you're not, you're going to have the TV off and you're going to be about each other. And maybe someone's giving a massage or doing cock worship. You were talking about pussy worship or Love some tantra some or yep. some, like there's so many things that you could learn about together. And I think that makes things exciting, exploring things you both don't know about together and then trying them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do your, it's like, it's like sexy homework uh, and that you can do together or separately and bring it together. Okay. So let's go to Baton now. <laughs> All right. So what about Baton? Can my own hand on my beep lead to better sex? Yes. We, I, I think we talked about this a little bit as far yeah, as I want understanding more about, <laughs> about your, about your pussy and your clit. And there are lots of women who like squirting, for instance, I had to go about that solo for me to even, cause I really wanted to try to squirt and I didn't know how to go about it. So I took a course and I learned about it and I could not do it with another partner. I feel like it was a really mental head block and masturbation. I feel like freed me in that way. I was able to, without the mental block on my own, conquer that. And yeah, I think it's the key. I said this already, the key to everything. If you feel sick, masturbate. If you feel lonely, masturbate. <laughs> you feel, feel hungover, yeah. masturbate. That's my favorite <laughs> hangover remedy everything. And sometimes I'll challenge myself because I will get in the, like the porn rut or even just being routine about masturbating. You can go just get in a little, not a rut, but autopilot, I guess is the word of how you masturbate, grabbing your vibrator every time. I think you really should mix it up with the toys. I think you've got to mix it up. I feel like your clit is going to get just over vibrator. Do y'all feel that or no? There are some girls that cannot yeah. come without a vibrator. 
Yeah. You know, I'm probably one of those. I, I can orgasm without a vibrator. And my newest favorite orgasm in the last like two years is having a cock inside of me. Uh, and I use the vibrator while the cock's inside me, but, it, but it's not usually deep inside of me. But the minute I have the orgasm with the cock somewhat inside me, like for a couple a couple inches. Or, or even, even, a, even the, after the penis has... Even after... Eja- eja- yes. Oh, that's the best one. After yes. they've ejaculated or like they've, they've orgasmed. Sometimes so you can't cocks, time that. So their cock's a little yeah. softer. Though. Yeah, no, it's the, a little so bit they, So they, they come, it's a little softer. I whip out the vibrator, but they're still inside of me. And there's, and it might be the energetic part of ejaculation too that like turns me on some, or somehow. But then I use my vibrator. And so I get the last orgasm, which is awesome. And uh, and there's something about it, like the cock's not rock hard. So this, there's more like... Yeah, I can clench more around it. And that is like this mind blowing. Like, my, you should, if you were on another side of the wall from where I, it's, it's like, I'm like, <laughs> and also, though, like, I, April and I have both done vibrator fasts or what do we call it? strikes? Yes. Yeah. Vibrating strikes. We have to go and like play with our, our own hands. But I love a vibrator and I will still have, because I'm not really hands for me just won't do it and I need external stimulation so when I have just penetration it doesn't really do much for me so my partner is always like let's get your vibrator and I love external vibration while I'm being penetrated it almost boosts my orgasmic potential and then a little bit of like a finger in the butt or a toy in the butt is kind of how it's like I a cum button is the, exactly. is the butt for me it's like yeah, yeah. yes it yeah is. orgasm no. beep, beep, and so yeah. I shame myself for needing a vibe and I don't I will never shame another human if they're like I need my vibrator I'm like I could probably orgasm time and time again without a vibrator however i know it's a sure thing and right now that's what i want and i'll probably take another vibrator strike at some point to or not have my body yeah. or i won't i don't give a fuck you yeah. know i'm it's, it's, it's like a tolerance to... break right not a strike yeah. you're not, right. you're not like, against it you're just like taking not a against break it. i right. love air suction toys yeah it's, oh my god this i'm a my big favorite. fan that's my oh favorite my the one that sucks onto your clit and then it comes around and the thing is inside of you horrible oh, that's the womanizer i think it's a womanizer product probably yeah. Yeah, it yeah. is, uh-huh. and I love it because that's kind me. of like the soft. But I love king. them that's- too. Yeah, that one I love the work. noise with like. Blah, 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 blah. She's, she's. I mean, she's right, but her, she's a wand girl, and I used that's to be good. a wand girl until I discovered the air pulse technology, the, the light suction, and I I love it because I can have orgasm after orgasm it doesn't overstimulate she, me. She loves it, and I was like, I don't get it, so I try it again and again, and I'm like, I don't want, no, it doesn't work, and I'm like, doesn't mean not, nothing. I have to crank nothing it up. Nothing is wrong with yeah, I crank with it up. You, I have to right. crank it up. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm I not just, the low speed. I have no idea, <laughs> I, and I'm saving it. I'm gonna try it again. I've tried it month after month, and well, and we're always changing. Though April, remember, I didn't like oral sex. I didn't like a yeah. mouth on my pussy that much. It was like <gasps> kind of ticklish. And I, in the last like six months, my body's shifted, and it's my brain. It's not my body, but it's my body and brain working together. Where I'm like. Oh, here's how I know to actually like get off from right. oral sex. And it's not just me laying there. I'm grinding that face and it makes a big difference. <laughs> I didn't know this. Now I'm 38. You got like, I mean, so the, the possibilities are or limitless. Your butt. It can have like, I want fingers in me or in my butt while he's eating me out because yeah. I need the extra. I need the yeah. extra. And I didn't like being eaten out either until I feel like someone knew how to do it correctly. Because sometimes yeah. guys don't know what they're doing. Yeah, you know, ABCs. A but just a little. <laughs> <laughs> is that what guys tell mode. each other to do? <laughs> Probably it's a joke on the playground back in the day. But we did something with Sterling it. Cooper. We talked about this. He's yeah. like a porn star. Oh, you did. He came on my show like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, I thought, oh. I thought you said you fucked him. Okay, you oh, fucked no, him. No, oh, I did not. I was like, no I way. I fucked him. Yeah, I, I, I imagine. <laughs> <Yeah>. He's pretty <laughs> great. <laughs> pretty hot. His accent. He was handsome. Stuff. 
Yeah. We talked about that ABCs thing and he kind of addressed that because because that is something that my partner's 55 and I've heard from his friends because I talked to his friends about what what their sex if they consensually like I they will tell me, especially the single ones that are flowing through the bachelors of forever bachelors, the Peter Pans. I'm like, so what's going on? He's like, yeah, I went down on this chick. I was like, okay, so what was what your you do? tactic? What did you do? And then they're like, you know, I did the ABC. So I was like, no, 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 no. You really like And that. then, yeah, one, one, one time, they got, one of the, one of his friends, I love him so much. He said, this girl asked me if I could get a test. And I said, what, you want to see a compatibility test? And I was like, no, she's talking about an STI. <laughs> yeah. uh, he was Excuse like, me. Yeah. Oh, really? I was like, oh, oh, oh yeah. I was like, oh, I thought it was like a compliment. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, oh, so wow. test, little quiz. Yeah, so nice. Yeah. Get it's, so I'm bringing this up because it's fucking hilarious, first of all. And I'm not shaming or judging that human. I, I corrected him and I said, no, this is what that. And then he immediately went into shame. Like, she thinks I'm dirty. I was like, no, that's no. not what it's about. It's about knowing if you've had a lot of partners or even if you're with the same partner getting check regularly Duh. checked at the doctor yeah. is important because <laughs> you could have things dormant in there for years you never know and it's not your fault it's okay for someone to ask for that test that probably means she really likes you if and you're married i think you should still get that like even absolutely people yeah you never yeah. know you, you can be in a long-term know. relationship and like have uh hpv dormant in your mm-hmm. body and not be presenting for five years but you won't notice because it's on your cervix and now you're like you need to go Absolutely. take yeah, take care of that and so yeah of course yeah. that happened well, to a woman i know and she divorced her husband and i was like what if it was oh, just geez. lying dormant yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it totally could have it yeah. could have there's certain ones that <laughs> yeah. that can and that she is there's more research coming yeah. off all, coming up all the time yeah. i'm sure she was looking for other reasons maybe there's Bummer. She's like, perfect. Here's my out. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want Jordan to go. That's a thing. So, okay. So you are in our podcast network. We absolutely adore you. And we are running, we're running out of time. That's why, and we're going to be on your show uh, in the future, which uh, you all have to check out. But can you tell our listeners not only how they can um, find your work and find you on all the channels, but more about what your offerings are and um, yeah. And anything else you want to share? Okay. Awesome. Well, I have a website. You'll find everything there. The horny housewife podcast.com. I read audio erotica every week on my Patreon. It's delightful foreplay. People say they put little headphones on and massage each other. And then they're just fucking by the end of it. And so there's the Patreon for that. You'll find everything on my website or social media at underscore the horny housewife podcast. That's my Instagram handle. And I just launched merch, really, really cute merch. So that's on my website as well. And what I kind have of merch. What kind of merch are we talking? Wait. Uh, sweatshirts kind of <laughs> that say, listen to mommy. They're really cute. Oh, and then little crop tops that say mildly toxic. Shocking. <laughs> Shock- mildly. Mildly. Just a little smidge. <laughs> a tiny little smidge. But I'm almost sold out. But I'm going to do another launch in the fall. So awesome. it's been fun. And I have a okay. new episode every single Monday. And I loved coming on here. And I can't wait. Y'all are coming on in a few weeks. So I'm yeah. so excited for that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I love merch. I'm like a merch whore, and yeah, I'm not a mommy, but maybe we could get like a dog mommy. We could also just be like, 
come to mommy come you know like it doesn't have to be like come you're, for your dog mommy. mommy yeah yeah you're, you're mommy. his mommy yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. you're a hot yeah. mommy and yeah. you're, you're a hot mommy jordan yeah, thank you. yeah, yeah you really are if you're not watching online you've never seen jordan she's fucking smoking thank and she you. knows her stuff obviously uh, and she has a whole podcast about this your patreon sounds awesome i'm going to check that out because Ooh. i love we open our talking about oh. the audio erotica thing today we're how much uh how much it turns us on so <laughs> i wish someone awesome. could see me make yeah. it because it's really hilarious i'll like slap can, a chicken breast for the spanks you know you need to, to film get, this for like more like like <laughs> at, upgrade your patreon chicken rolling around while you said that she's right in front Seriously, of her we, there's a Dude, chicken, like a little live chicken. chicken we don't slap her breast yeah. oh no oh no but she's yeah. like, she's like a dog like, oh you slap the chicken breast that's smart <laughs> yeah it sounds for the spanking. Oh my god, that's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> we need more sound, yeah. Amy. Next time. Next time. But until then, we have to wrap up this here oh, show. All right, y'all. Well, forever. Thank you, Jordan. And thank you to all of our shameless sex revolutionaries. We love each and every one of you. Remember, you can watch us on YouTube, Shameless Sex Podcast, anywhere that you want to get your socials from. We are uh, also Shameless Sex Podcast. And please please rate us. Please rate us. Please rate the horny housewife after you listen. Five stars, Spotify, iTunes. That helps more folks find tools to help them better their sex lives, to have more shameless sex and to be a horny housewife or horny house husband or horny house person. Uh, so <laughs> check it out. And remember, Shameless Sex, the book is coming out in November. If you pre-order now, you can go on our website. You get a free gift that's worth like 200 bucks. That's a Ooh. fucking awesome deal for you, yeah. y'all. We love each and every one of you. And I say that from the bottom of my heart and my vulva. Okay. Because I do. Your cervix? Maybe. Oh, cool. The bottom of my vulva. That could be anywhere. All right. Ciao for now. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code shamelesssex at purepleasureshop.com.